You are listening to This is Oklahoma, hosted by Mike Hearn, telling stories of Oklahomans and those that have made it their home. This podcast was presented by the Oklahoma Hall of Fame, who've been telling Oklahoma's story through its people since 1927. Follow them online at OklahomaHOF.com and definitely on Instagram at OklahomaHOF. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of This is Oklahoma. Mike Hoon here, host, back with another episode up in Edmond today at Z Studio. Uh, Zolny's in front of me. I mean, I've, been, I've, I've seen some of your work, and I know we've, we've chatted a little bit in the past about getting you on the podcast. And as, I mean, time flies, I forget to respond, and we are probably here a year later. And you continue <clears throat> you continue to grow, and and. It's awesome to see. When I saw the post, I think you recently posted well, a couple of weeks ago, I saw that bison that was beautiful color. I was like, oh, I need to get back up there. So, Heck yeah, man. Thanks for having me over. Um, if you're watching the video, you'll see that we're in the studio. We are in where you know we're in the spot that makes that you make it happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's paint everywhere, but <laughs> like all great artists, it's a messy studio, but the artwork's clean, isn't it? So, uh, I guess starting out, man. I mean, what draws you to art? Like, how do you get into, like, paint and, and creating and, and, and kind of, you know, being a creative? Oh, man. I'm I'm drawn to it. Like, it is yeah. something that's spiritually inside, man, that, you know, no matter what, mm-hmm. um, no matter where I'm at, even if I'm in the car and I'm driving and I see something, you know, it's I'm drawn to it. I'm drawn to an animal in the sky, you know, yeah. I'm drawn to a mural on a wall. I'm drawn to the color of a car going by. I mean, no matter what, no matter where I am, I am attracted to the art and to the to the depth of it. And yeah. I mean, I guess it's the world, everything just brings me in. So growing up, you just kind of always had a pad or a painting or something in your hand that you were drawing somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, uh, I've seen a few, my mom keeps everything, yeah. you know what I'm saying? So, uh, I've seen a lot of the drawings and things that I've done from a young age and I was on it from like very young and crazy enough. I mean, she pulled out these ones from like a couple of years ago that she found that was from when I was like, probably five or six yeah. i'm about to re like take that style here at 28 and like flip those little characters that i was drawing and put them on like on a major level yeah, now, yeah, yeah. you know so six-year-old design coming you know 20 years later um still legit so right yeah that's sick that's sick uh so when i guess i mean going uh, were you you know growing up you know just always kind of drawn to color and always drawn to creative and stuff mm. I mean, so you must have hated school. <laughs> like most artists and creators, like school is not fun. You know, uh, I had a good balance, man. I had yeah. a good balance because I played, I played sports my whole life. Okay. And so, you know, you had, you had to get good grades to play, yeah. you know, and school was fairly important in my upbringing, I would say, you know, I mean wasn't going to, you know, catch a ruler to the knuckles if I didn't, you know, get a good grade. But at the same time, you know, my parents wanted me to do good and I did do good in school. And uh, I enjoyed the social aspect of it. Mm -hmm. You know, real social person like to talk like I like people, you know what I'm saying? I like to have that energy. And um, so I enjoyed school, honestly. Um, The art classes weren't always great, but... (laughs) Is that it's kind of like that scene in the Fame movie where the guy's on the piano and he's he's like doing the teachers having him you know play piano very classically and he's like I don't want to do this I want to do my thing right yeah. he's like I want to go create I Absolutely. don't want to you know, stick yeah. to the color wheel I want to go do my own stuff Absolutely and, you know and it's um, 
I believe that with, with the art, some teachers are taught to teach, mm-hmm. right, a certain way, whereas some other art teachers are like, this is freedom, this is expression, right. you know, and you get that mix. You, you know, it's 50-50, which, which teacher you're going to get. I've had yeah. both. And, uh, you know, some let you do your thing and other ones want to, Yeah, yeah, know, yeah. But... So, so you're into athletics in high school then. Does that kind of take you into university? You think, I want to go play somewhere in university? You know, from early age, from like T-ball, you yeah. know what I'm saying? So what is that? You know, five, six, seven years old, um, I was playing baseball and I always knew, I was like, I'm, I'm going to play college baseball. I just okay. always had this thing in my mind. I'm going to play college ball. And uh, I did. I played for a year at uh, Southwestern Christian University. And then uh, a couple weeks before I was supposed to return, I started tattooing and my art career, (laughs) art career. Yeah. My art career got real at that point, you know. And uh, yeah, but uh, I I think that the athletics played a big part in who I am Mm -hmm. as far as like dedication and teamwork and structure. So you know, I, I give a lot of credit to that and, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. that's, it was a good thing. Yeah. So up until that point, then you would kind of, oh, it was just kind of a hobby on the side. Were you selling at that, anything at that point? So the only thing that I was selling at that point was uh, my senior year of high school and freshman year of college, I started creating custom white vans. Okay. So I would yeah. draw different characters on the, you know, customize them for people. And I remember I, f- I sold my first pair for 40 bucks. And then, you know, then it went up to 60 bucks. And then by the end of it, I was charging about like 140 to $150. Yeah. Um, and that went on, you know, it was like a two year run. I did like 150, 160 shoes, you know, it's yeah. pretty good, you know, but, uh, then I started tattooing and that kind of phased out. So it went from drawing on shoes to then drawing on people. Right. Yeah. When you, ta- when you tattoo someone like that's, I mean, I don't have tattoos. My dad's kind of put sleeves on both sides and I have a younger brother and he's got a couple, but not a fan of needles, but I do like, like, I appreciate the artwork because totally. it's, it's incredible, isn't it? You know, and the, and everything, you know, and the people who've sat through that, you know, and for most people, a tattoo means a lot, you know, mm-hmm. a lot to someone. What was that first like when you first, uh, you know, oh I mean, do you just gosh. have friends like that are in the tattoo business is, Hey, you're an artist. You should draw. Like, how does that come about? So my cousin, uh, he's not like my blood cousin, but he's uh-huh. my cousin. He's my brother. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Um, he moved in with us from California. Um, cause we're, we're both California natives. I moved here when I was 16. Um, and so, uh, when I was 20 years old, he moved in with us <laughs> and he was sleeved up on one side. Yeah. And so when I went out to California to go get him and drive back with him, I had my first experience in a tattoo shop, you know? Um, and it was sick. I got to see the guy draw it like from scratch, like on the arm, he freehanded the whole piece. And I was very like, it was a moment I'll never forget. You know what I'm saying? And so when we got back home, he was like, bro, order a kit. I'll let you tattoo on me. Let's do this. And so I ordered a kit off of Amazon and yeah. we tattooed him that night. <laughs> you know, like we got it in and then tattooed him that yeah. night. The day we got it, man, we, we started tattooing. So, uh, yeah. but it was very fluid. You know, it took me a minute. Mm-hmm. Like the first thing that I did, the first tattoo, it took me about an hour to do it. Like today I could probably do it in like 10 minutes. But yeah. like I said, though, it was fluid. So like things were making sense and it felt very natural mm-hmm. called up my buddy tattooed him the next day and uh with within about three or four tattoos was when i made the decision to quit baseball and yeah. quit college and 
you're like, focus on art. This is, I can really do this. This is a 100%. career path for me rather than going to school, getting a degree and yes. becoming an art teacher or whatever it is, or, mm-hmm. you know, cause you're right. Like people that get into art, you know, there's a, there's a lot of people who do it as a hobby and make, and it's a side business, right? There's not yeah. a lot of people who do it full time and they say, I am an artist right. and I, like, that's my full time income. So that's a pretty young age to take a, take a jump like that. You know, it was, uh, I mean, it's been what for four five, what? Uh, five so, years? so I've been tattooing now seven years. Okay. Um, and I started painting about three or four months into my tattoo career okay. yeah. because one of my mentors, big Mike, he was like, bro, you start painting your skills. You're going to go through the roof. Mm-hmm. And I was like, eh, I don't really want to paint. You know what yeah. I'm saying? But, uh, uh, when I finally picked up that brush, I was like, this is it, man. That felt the most natural out of yeah. everything. It's interesting that the tattoos, tattooing came first. Right. right. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, I, I, mean, like the I actually, like- so it's funny cause people can't see it on the thing, but yeah. those three paintings right there on the wall, um, were paintings that I did when I was about six or seven years old. Mm-hmm. And so I did the little Bob Ross paintings, did like three or five of them. I think we did five of them, yeah. me and my mom. And, uh, I didn't paint from, seven years old to 21 so there was a big gap in there yeah so it it came full circle so so a mentor of yours just says go paint because it'll improve your tattooing yes exactly. not necessarily like go paint because you you know like it's just it's more of a uh something to hone your craft right skill builder yeah yeah, and not you know you might never people might never ever see these paintings Mm -hmm. but just go for you and it's a way to practice rather than practicing on human beings you know and then like you said you have that moment and it just feels natural. Absolutely. And then it completely just like broke out to the forefront, you know? So yeah. it was uh, forever grateful for that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> for real. Forever grateful for that. What so. uh, what family say when you're like, look, I'm going to become an artist? Like, did you just say like, I'm, I'm going to, you know, can you give me a year? Or I mean, because cause a lot of kids who go to their parents, like, you know, say, you know, I want to drop out of college and become mm-hmm. an artist. You know, even if they have a, a, a little bit of success like you'd had. Mum and dad or family should just say, I think you should get an education as a backup, right? Which right. to someone who is an entrepreneur that wants to go all in is the last thing you want to hear is backup because, right. you know, you don't want, you want to go out full in. Yeah. How'd well, they you take know, it? Uh, my parents have always believed in me, man, in anything um, that uh, I want to pursue or I want to, you know, take forward. They've, mm-hmm. uh, they've been there to back me up and support me. And their only thing was like, you know, as long as you take this as serious as you took school and sports, then yeah. we got you. You know, we we support you and go try it, go do it. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, I have a great family, great mom and dad, and you know, uh, forever grateful for that too. Yeah. So, so you get that chance. Do you go into a tattoo? parlor a business at that time and do you have like hey here's a job like you're going to become a tattoo artist you at least have like some income coming in. yes yes so and that's like the weird thing about apprenticing is you don't really make any money at all yeah um i my dad was working some construction in texas and so he had actually stopped by a couple of tattoo shops and Mm -hmm. was asking and so i went down there it's about six hours south oklahoma city and i got an apprenticeship at a uh, place called cats tattoos in colleen texas and, um, it was, uh, a, uh, culture shock, you know, just reality shock. Like this is different. Never been in this scene, never been in this, mm-hmm. you know, type of vibe of stuff. I mean, I love, you know, I liked it. It was, it was a really cool yeah. experience. I was down there for about three months and then I came back to Oklahoma city because Oklahoma would not accept, um, the Texas, uh, 
like regulation for tattooing. Okay. So I guess what what I'm saying is to get licensed in Oklahoma, you had to go through an Oklahoma apprenticeship. That makes sense. So I was like, yeah. well, this is kind of pointless. Why am I wasting my Why, time? You know what I'm yeah. saying? So I'm coming back um, to Oklahoma, tatted out of the house for a while, saved up some money, got back on my feet. Uh-huh. And uh, it was actually by selling some paintings was I able to then get my first apprenticeship, a real apprenticeship. Um, not that the other one wasn't real, but I guess, uh, first like, you know, um, Oklahoma legal apprenticeship. Uh, and that was a new addiction tattoo studio under the artist flash. Okay. Yeah. On the South side, Straka Terrace. Yeah. So you were still obviously still painting. Yeah. Yeah. So when I came home, yeah, I was painting and the painting kind of really took off and, um, we ended we ended up opening up Studio Z um, before I even got licensed as a tattoo artist. Before I even got a real apprenticeship, uh-huh. the painting had already kind of came forward, and I was just doing kind of tattoos on the side, you know. Yeah. Um, and then that made it a weird dynamic. Also, going out trying to get an apprenticeship, be like, oh yeah, you know, I've been tattooing, and but I'm also a professional artist. I'm mm-hmm. doing this legit. I have a gallery, and so. I went, I got denied at like six or seven places here in the city before yeah. I met Flash. And man, dude, Flash was, uh, was a solid dude. And he was the first guy to look me in the eyes and have a real conversation with me right. and like just respect me like as a human and as an artist. So yeah, shout out Flash. Yeah. <laughs> well, when was that? What year was that? That was, oh man, I was... Uh, Maybe like middle of two end of 2015, because okay. I think 2015 is when Studio Z was established. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, probably about late yeah, fall. Yeah. It's mad now when you look back at things and see how like how everything weaves together and and you know the the, the tattooing, the painting, and uh, you know it is an art form. Both of them. I mean, it's, it's super skillful, but. When does, you know, so you have a Studio Z at this point and your paintings kind of kicking off and you probably didn't expect it to. Mm, yeah. Right? Yeah. So it, then you got people coming to you like, oh, paint more, paint more. And you're like, I want to go tattoo. Like, <laughs> yeah, right. You know? Um, yeah, that was, that's such a weird balance of it, you know? It was like tattooing was immediate. You know, you get your client, you have your tattoo, you make some money. And then painting, it's like, well, I paint this painting. Yeah. It might sit here for six months. It might sit here for six years yeah. and then sell. Who knows, you know? But uh, the the cool side of that was I was slowly getting hired for live painting gigs mm-hmm. uh, in you know, before COVID happened, it started being four to six times a month that I was going and doing a live painting for a nonprofit or a charity organization here across Oklahoma. And, uh, I mean, it's crazy. My mom was just going back through, um, like our catalog of who we worked and we've worked with over like 150 different organizations here. Mm -hmm. That's crazy. You know? Uh So it, it did pick up and, it is now, you know, full speed and we're getting back into the full swing of things. COVID is still kind of, we're trickling away sure. from that, but. Yeah. I think that's where I first saw your work was like, I think you would, if someone had taken a picture or you might've even posted you doing a live painting mm-hmm. and I, you know, and, and I saw that and I think you might've been doing, you know, like you'd done it upside down or whatever it was. And then you flip it around as a bison. It was like, oh, yeah, sick. Um, you know, and that's a, I mean, it's a great marketing tool for your business, right? Cause you're in front of all these people like showing everybody there. They're like, I can do this. Yeah, totally. In live, yeah. you know, doing it live. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're putting yourself on the stage, aren't you? Yeah. Under the spotlight. Like, yeah. Can I get another canvas? I've messed right? it up. Like just yeah. paint over it. Like, that's you know. the worst, man. When you get down that hole and you're like, this is not looking right. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, and you just, 
it's like uh like the confidence is key thing yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like that's a good painting you know other people will be like okay that's yeah. a good painting you know what i'm saying so as long as I, uh, i'm not quivering and shaking at the knees while right. i'm doing it everyone's like okay that's what it's supposed to look like you know yeah um yeah because for the most part they're not gonna know right exactly. and if you're right. at a fundraiser most people are drinking mm-hmm. so yes, you can get we, away with yes. it yeah um usually the ones with alcohol go a little bit better but yeah. hey <laughs> well and from that i assume like the people who are there you know they eventually become customers of yours because yes. they might come to you you know especially if you've done a hundred you know 150 yes. events or, or work with organizations they're gonna you know pick up the phone and say hey like i love the work but can you you know can i commission you to do a piece 100 percent. and that's that's been the great thing it's about it is because um you know at each of these events there's at least 100 to 300 sometimes 500 people there yeah. you know that person might not buy one that night but they're like okay that's cool and then they keep seeing me around they're like i gotta go to this guy's gallery right. what else can you do you know can you paint me a landscape or a bear yeah. you know and it's like yeah i totally can yeah come to the gallery check it out let's you know sit down let's talk you know look right. around there's like 100 paintings here you know yeah. so i don't just do bisons there's, yeah there's yeah a lot, exactly a lot of yeah, yeah you know it's full spectrum stuff so yeah so you know like like we just saying you 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 know the the painting side of things really kind of picks up when you don't expect it but you know you still have that passion for being a tattoo artist yes you know, take me through the, I guess this last kind of six, seven years of like balancing both of those. Oh man. Cause they both require a lot of time. Totally. Um, so tattooing that first, so I was lucky because a lot of people that have to do an apprenticeship, which mm-hmm. if you're going to do it, you can do an apprenticeship. It's 1500 hours, um, that you have to, you have to accumulate 1500 hours. You have to get it signed off like monthly and send it into the state and they approve it. Um, but a lot of people have to work during that time. So, you know, you got your side job, you're at Whataburger, you're, you know, helping roof in a house, you know, I was able to go into my booth and I was able to paint, Mm -hmm. you know, flash. I was blessed enough to have my own little 10 by 10 and he let me just set up my easel in there and just get after it so i was able to paint all day and prepare for art shows and be able to do the live painting gig on the Mm -hmm. weekend and be able to just rack up my hours because it was crazy hours bro we were working like 10 hours a day um tuesday through thursday and then friday saturday was 12 to 12 yeah and you know some days we would go home early of course if it was super slow but for the most part i mean just getting thrown in it's like damn that's some hours bro you know i i hadn't been like thrown in thrown into my own craft like that that dedicated that many hours but it was probably the best thing ever because i had no choice but to create art right and so it was the best thing um but that was that was a process man so after that took about nine months to get that 1500 hours um, and then I started tattooing the day, the day that I was able to like legally tattoo, I was, I had did two tattoos that night and then yeah. I was, dude, I was, I was hustling, bro. I was doing as many tattoos as I could. Yeah. And, uh, that stayed pretty heavy for, you know, another year and a half or two years. And then, um, he decided that, uh, he, it was time for him, you know, he had done his time and that he was going to, uh, close down new addiction and um when he decided to do that i just i made that you know executive decision to say that i wasn't going to go work for anybody else tattoo wise yeah and that i was going to convert studio z into studio z tattoo and art gallery and so when that happened that was three years ago um and that was like the real the real time that like 
I was able to like really just like spread my wings and do everything. We found this new building, which we're in right now mm-hmm. on 4th and Broadway. And, you know, we put in some money into it, flipped it. And, you know, now we've got tattoo studio, music studio, place to build sculptures, right. place to paint. It's like everything artistic. I've got it under one roof yeah. and I can just move from station to station just continuously flowing yeah yeah that's all you need isn't it yeah yeah i mean i mean it's like, build your own space mm-hmm. headquarters <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 no it's i mean it makes i mean it's great that you had you found the building that's perfect you know and you build it out and have that opportunity and and have it all in one place right because you can just this is your creative center totally you know and like you said there's and you know talking of the music and the sculpting like it all it, it all ties in doesn't it oh yeah you know like it's all creative totally relative super important and it's just like i believe that a real artist to the core is gonna create in every realm that yeah. they can you know and uh that's a great we're actually we're expanding we're building a second gallery on uh-huh. fourth street um we're gonna be it's a, gonna be a full-size recording studio um and full size gallery so yeah. studio z2 really excited about that yeah um and uh in between we're we're actually opening up an event center uh for weddings and concerts mm-hmm. so nice. uh pretty it's it's just the art the tattoos to the paintings to the to the music and the sculptures to event centers yeah, and yeah. another gallery man it's just keeps growing to nfts now you uh-huh. know it's everything is just all man yeah yeah. What well, what what's the uh, kind of Oklahoma City art community like? I mean, what were they like when you started out? I mean, welcoming you with open arms, or they're like, hey, it's a little different. You know, it's uh, when I first when we first started trying to get my artwork out there. You know, mm-hmm. obviously I went straight to the Paseo, and I was like, how do I get on a wall? Yeah. And my mom and dad were just like, but you need more than a wall. You know why? Yeah. Why put your stuff up there and let's right. let's get your own four Give me walls. five paintings. Yeah, you yeah. know what I'm saying. And right. so. Um, we were, I was talking to different, you know, gallery owners and some of them didn't take me serious. And some of them were just like, Oh, we're a three months wait list. Oh, we're yeah. a 12 month wait list. Oh, we're two years. And it's just like, man, there's a lot of people yeah. out here that are trying to be artists mm-hmm. and there's a lot of, and they're not just trying to be, there's a lot of people that are artists, you know, and just sometimes they just don't get their chance or yeah. their, their limelight to get shown. Um, I was fortunate enough to be able to find a space here in Edmond um, and uh, be able to open up a gallery. And yeah. with that being said, you know, I was able to get exposure and, you know, one thing led to another and started getting offered gigs to, you know, paint live. And I had never painted live before, but I yeah. was like, well, you know what? Guess what? Throw me into the water. See if I sink or float, you know? Uh-huh. I floated. Yeah. <laughs> still doing it. We're still doing still it. Backstroke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a terrible swimmer. Uh, um, where does the, uh, one of the other times that you got mentioned when I was doing a podcast, I did a podcast with um, Visit Edmund for a while. We, yeah. did, a, we did like six episodes um, or five, something like that. And it was right around Valentine's time. And I think you'd done like a love, one of the love sculptures yeah. or something. Mm-hmm. Where does the like Melwick and sculpting start? So, because that's a whole nother animal. A whole nother animal. Yeah. I did not know how to weld. I'd always been a little interested in it. Um, the first sculptures were actually made out of reused bicycles. So, like uh-huh. junk bikes that we went and picked out and uh, we just like tack welded them together. The first one I did, I built with my uncle. Um, 
and uh, I I built the design out of these little toy bikes. Yeah. And super glued them together, and I was like, okay, this is this is what I want to build. And he was like, okay, let's do it. Yeah. You know, and got the welder out, and we put it together in like eight hours. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I mean, he did the majority of the welding, you know, 99% of the welding, (laughs) you know, but I was learning and I was watching. And then the second bike sculpture, I got to put most of the welds on that. Mm -hmm. And then the elephant sculpture, I got to put the welds on that. And then uh, I had a buddy come in as a certified welder and he just kind of, you know, cleaned it up and made it real solid. And then as far as like the love statue, you know, those were kind of like my first little get started stuff. The love statue was actually a collaboration piece um, where it was like 10 people involved. You know, the first guy, uh, which was Matthew Myers, he had this idea of like the Love Locks Bridge, I think in Paris. Uh And he's like, I want to figure out a way to bring that to Edmund, but we don't have a bridge. We don't have water. Yeah. You know. And maybe it'll be a heart and we can put little hearts in it and something with a heart. And so we designed this thing with a heart and it had hearts in it, like a fence that you could lock your locks onto. And then my dad was like, well, what if we go, what if we go bigger? What if we spell out love? And it's, you know, it ended up being like 42 feet long. Yeah, it's massive. It's huge, you know? And so my buddies over, I think it's Prime, uh, Prime Design Metal, Ben Lee and his crew, um, they cut out the letters for us. And then had them delivered to us. Uh, and we actually built the uh, statue down the street at, uh, well, actually, we probably built it at my parents' house. And then we built it, we finished it off down mm-hmm. here at the new sculpture um, yeah. facility that we have. And uh, after we, you know, put it together and then we junkyarded some of like the base sculpture, or, like the base footing for it. So we've got like new metal, old metal. Um, welded together and then we had a crew come in and sandblast it and then we took it across the street to the powder rangers and then they uh, powder coated it and then getting it delivered and then having the guys from ditch witch like install it i mean by the end of it there was probably like at least 15 maybe even 20 people that like had their hands on these letters you know which Mm -hmm. is i think that's super cool you know not not many people know that you know that like a painting for the most part is just me a brush on the canvas but like some of these sculptures it takes a freaking crew yeah. and it, it's really cool to see everybody come together and collab mm-hmm. for for you know something that's going to be there for however long I mean it could be yeah. forever you know what I'm saying um, definitely my lifetime and see you know this is going to see hundreds and thousands of people so it's right. awesome yeah especially because it's a community piece exactly it? you know and then it's it's out there and I mean I, every time you drive by it, I'm sure you just feel great. Like, yeah, it's, like, it's I, cool. I have a part in that, you know? It is like, super cool. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure your mom and dad feel great, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right? Like, no, the mom and dad feel good. I, we might have to get them on the next podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Do they have any creative juices? Were they, like, creative growing totally, up? Totally, man. I mean, you I'm, mentioned painting with your mom. Yeah. Um, my dad is, like, can build pretty much anything, can yeah. fabricate anything, you know? And, like... He, I can even remember when I was younger, they did, uh, the, him and my, uh, our neighbor at the time, John, they made these, uh, woods cutouts of like all of the Rudolph characters and the Bombadil snowman. And I mean, they even hand painted them, you know, like, so, I mean, he's crafted on that side. My mom is, she can paint and she can cook crazy. That's an art form, art form itself. You know what I'm saying? And you know, their moms were both talented in that way or 
you know i mean it's just i think in every certain way everybody has had their artistic right you know they're familiar with the space exactly which is good yeah yeah we're in your little one of the, one of the rooms that you have at this building and and got some artwork on the wall you you're working on uh i mean right now is a crazy time to be a creator whether it's digitally or i mean especially if it's digitally or just you know as a creator in general because even if you paint something people could take a photo of it and then make it into an nft like you mentioned earlier right. or something else but i mean as an artist how does that generally like the involvement of the evolving time of art how does that make you feel and and i mean yeah i guess yeah i just guess as an artist what's that how does that make you feel with with the current state of creating an art at the moment you know i think you kind of got to roll with the punches man yeah with anything in life you know and with the art and the art changing you know i i just think that if you're with it, you're with it and you're going to find a way to adapt and overcome and be out there. So, you know, if paintings go extinct, then I'm going to figure out, I'm still going to paint, but I'm going to figure out a way to put my artwork out there. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to figure out a way to design on the next level. And I think that's like my whole progression as an artist and as, you know, maturing in the space and in the craft to just Uh continue to get better, continue to elevate and go into new platforms. And I think that's just all part of it. And I'm I'm excited for it. Honestly, for me, it's kind of like competition wise, sports wise, like, all right, let's do it. You know, what's next? Yeah. Well, and, and you, you know, just as I walked in, I kind of glance around and there's more than, you know, it's not just, like I said, pictures of bisons. Like there was some cartoony type character oh, yeah. looking. I mean, it's, you know, you're, you're always doing something different and especially back to tattooing, like you're tattooing what generally someone else's idea, hundred percent. you know, so, so it's always different, um, which is good, but well, I mean, what, I guess, what do you enjoy painting the most or what do you enjoy tattooing the most? Oh man. They're just ones that you just like, oh, I got this. Like, this is just... There's stuff that's just like, I got it. it in the bag easily. Like, yeah. I can paint a buffalo pretty much any shape, direction, size, color. color. Yeah. Probably could do it with my eyes closed. Yeah, that's um, the next live painting. Yeah, um, <laughs> that's... Yeah, we've talked about that. Like, do it blindfolded. Right. Um, but uh, love painting. I love painting the buffalo, man. It's just so spiritual for me. And I love that. I love doing abstracts, though, at the same mm-hmm. time, like just being able to release on the canvas and come in and just yeah just throw paint and not even have a care in the world you see in the studio there's paint everywhere you know um anything that's like high energy like that i I love to do portraits that's a little bit harder Mm -hmm. for me i still love to do it and i still do a great job of capturing that energy but it's not as like jumping around you know vibing out and lifting weights and throwing paint you know high energy it's a little bit more sit down get locked in do it um and that's more for like uh that's more of like uh i don't know like connection to the soul connection Mm -hmm. to the heart because you know you're creating something for someone that's like usually in memory of someone or you know to you know signify their importance um which is a cool thing uh tattooing my favorite type of tattooing um is like very like a very bold black line with like a very thin super thin 
like detail line. So technically like my favorite setup is an eight round shader to line with and then a single liner to do detail work with. And then like doing kind of like a pepper shading effect where it gives it like a kind of like a little bit of dotting look to it with a gradient from, you know, grayscale to like okay. light gray wash. Gotcha. Um, that's like my favorite stuff. Yeah. Tattoo wise, but mentioned your process i mean we you know listening to music lifting weights and, and just having a bouncing around in your studio is that generally like i mean what music you listen to and just kind of jump in here and get in your space and off you go yeah you um, do it alone as well do you have kind of people in here when you're doing it you know a lot of times i do it alone but yeah. at the same time i do like to have people in here i tried you know just yesterday i had my sister my little sister in here rory and i was like you know we need to make some content for the page we need to do a couple mm-hmm. reels so i want you to really videotape this process and here in the last few months i've really found that my process has kind of been like coming in i'll clean everything up get it all like real tight real you know colors organized and then start lifting some weights start stretching out start jumping around usually turn on like a like an instrumental like hip-hop beat trap beat start freestyling just like really get my energy just like just there you know what i'm saying just locked in and then at any second i just turn around and i start going after it but i also before really any of that i do pray on the canvas for me when when i get down on my knee or both my knees and i put my hand on the canvas um it just and i say these words over it man it just for me it makes me feel like i connect with that piece and no matter where that piece goes whatever I said in that canvas is going to speak to people. Yeah. And maybe only a portion of it speaks to you, but in the grand scheme, all that is going to be heard or seen by people. Yeah. So. Do you have a pretty kind of faith background, like growing up around faith yeah, and stuff? You know, very spiritual. Um, yeah. Um, raised, uh, you know, Christian. I think we went to like, a. Uh, I think it's a, it's a Baptist. It was coffee Creek Baptist mm-hmm. church. But, um, that was when we moved here to Oklahoma. We didn't really go to church too much in California that I can remember, but uh, we always prayed, you know, saying said grace yeah. before dinner and um, didn't really, that was kind of something that my parents really let me find on my own. Yeah. And, you know, I'm like happy for that because I have some friends that were, you know, it was a little bit forced upon them. Yeah. And uh, I've seen kind of some fade effects from that, you know, and uh, so I was glad that I was able to find that my own way and uh through my own experiences and uh as once i moved here and you know when started getting into the painting side i got to really find out more about um, like my native history and my cultural history on that side and so to have like both spiritual elements from each side yeah um really has been really positive on my life and very influential on my life and uh i think even the people around me are affected by that positively you know is that why the buffalo is so kind of, kind of such a big part of your life and your work is from the native, yeah, the native side? Um, and it, you know it's a very sacred animal. Mm-hmm. Everything that I mean, you can look up on Google for yourself, or look into books, or talk to a native elder, you know, and they'll tell you that the significance behind it was very strong. Yeah, you know, they used every single piece and part of you know the buffalo or the bison yunush tatanka you know whatever you yeah. call it they they used it you know and they were grateful for it they prayed before they would go hunt it they followed they migrated with it you know um it's 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 just crazy man it's like i read once many times but 
it stuck with me from the first time I read it, but they didn't classify like the buffalo or the bison as like animals. Mm -hmm. To them, it was like it was like them. It was an extension of them. I think they called it the four-legged nation, whereas we are the two-legged nation, okay. right? Yeah. Um, but they that's not an animal. That's that's a being, and that's important, you know. Uh huh. So. Yeah, it's special. Real super special. special. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I mean, didn't grow up didn't grow up around. I mean, we have cows and sheep and whales and all the rest of it, but we don't never see any buffalo or bison. So I remember the first time I saw one, I was like, this thing is this is awesome. Beastly. Like, and, you know, <laughs> just like how thick their fur is on their forehead and just right. like how big that forehead is as well. Awesome creatures. Awesome creatures. Um, coming, into the, coming into the present day then, you know, what what's kind of like, you know, what are you working on at the moment? You know, what, what are we creating? What's, um, I mean, what's the, what's the timeline on, on if someone comes to you today and says, I want you to paint me something. I mean, what, what's kind of just general life like right now? So life right now, um, is very fast paced and very hectic, uh, but it's all like a good hectic, mm -hmm. you know, um, we're building an event center next door. It's going to be called the gin, uh, for weddings and concerts. Um, pretty much any, any type of event that you were wanting to have our facility yeah. could probably handle that Yeah, small or big. Um, so with that being said, that's been an in-house project that me and my family have been working on and. Um, so we're working on that during mm -hmm. the day usually, and then I'll tattoo during the evening and then in the night night, I'll start painting and yeah. I could be up all night and that'll migrate into making music and then hop back in here and probably finish the painting and possibly be done around four or 5am. Yeah. And that's, that's kind of, and then wake up at 10am or 9am and do the same thing. Um, so when I get a commission piece or someone comes to me and was like, Hey, I want this. It a lot of the times has to do sometimes with what it is. Um, so if it's uh -huh. a portrait, it might take me a little bit longer. Sure. If it's um, something that's like super inspiring to me, uh -huh. I might go home and paint it that night. You know what I'm saying? I might step over and just be like, I'm in the zone. I'm feeling this and right. it pops out quicker than something else. Um, so I, I try to tell people, you know, anywhere between, a, you know, two to three week kind of turnaround time. Sure. But in some cases, it could be, you know, 24 hours before it's turned around. Um, tattoo wise, I usually book that out at least a month, two months ahead. Right now, it's been mm -hmm. a little bit difficult. So any of my um, um, tattoo friends and clients and family out there that I haven't been able to tattoo, we have a lot going on, yeah. you know, and it's been it's been a crazy thing to try to balance all of it. Sure. And especially with um, we've been working on an NFT project for a little over six months now and all of the new technology and things that we've had to learn and um i've had to learn personally as far as like drawing you know and taking my drawing mm -hmm. skills to the next level to be able to put on a platform you know to reach the world it's taken a lot of my time on top of the tattooing and the work sure, yeah, and the, yeah. you know and the painting and the music you know and then whenever free chance i get i'm working on the nft stuff you know on the animations and creations for that and um but it's all super positive, you know. Everyone's like, "Yo, you busy? I don't know yeah. the time I'm not busy, you know, but it's a good thing." It moving can be in the strange. right direction. Yeah, moving in the right direction. Always moving, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Finishing up then into the, you know, into the, I mean, I hate it when people ask me what I want to do in five years and six years and all, their, all those questions, because honestly, I still, I have no idea. Um, <laughs> and I'm, and then I, I, I don't ask that question to many people. Um, 
but is there a show or a goal or like, yeah, I'm working towards this. I want to be at this place. I mean, anyone who knows art knows about Miami, right? Like that's right, generally yeah. a huge part. It's mm-hmm. got goosebumps when you said yeah, that. Yeah. So, and that's not just like painting. I mean, it's just art in general, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, have you gone down there? You know, is the goal to get there to have, or, or is the goal to just keep creating and, and just kind of see how it goes? Um, goal to always keep creating and see yeah. how it goes because you have no it, you don't create you have no idea what your potential could be or, mm-hmm. or who's going to see it to show it I, I yeah. hear that saying all the time of everybody's just five people away right yeah. and um, my goal for five years man and, and I think it's even more than a goal it's just like oh I expect this to happen I yeah. will make this happen Is mm-hmm. I mean I, I see my art from east coast to west coast from north to south, man, across this whole entire continent that we have. And hopefully with these NFTs, I will be able to stretch outside the continent and go to, you know, other countries and worldwide and be able to spread this, um, you know, not only the Buffalo blessing, but just like the blessing of the artwork and the the vibe of it. And Mm -hmm. just, I see my artwork across the world hands down no question no doubt in my mind yeah yeah remember that was it march 6th today 7th 2022 yeah <laughs> time stamp that one and i'm gonna keep that clip because i'll play it to you when it does go across the world <laughs> um is there is there like an art kind of uh, a project or, or a space that you haven't gone into yet that you kind of you know whenever the time comes that you will eventually explore when you're not super busy and you have some time so i've always wanted to do some like um like clay stuff. Uh-huh. I've always been kind of fond yeah, of yeah. that. And, uh, I think that's a great thing. So it's like, okay, you've got, you know, mm-hmm. a Zonli painting on your wall and now you need like a Zonli sculpture yeah. inside your living room or, you know, inside your, your front door, you yeah. know? And so I, I, I see that in the future for sure. And being able to work with that, plus I'm good with my hands. So I feel like I can sculpt mm-hmm. and, you know, maneuver what I have in my mind into that little 3D. Yeah. Get yourself a mold and Mm -hmm. and off you go. Yeah. My, um, my wife's family side is native American and her granddad was into the sculpting stuff. And like some of the stuff that, that I've seen of his, I'm like, well, I mean, that's, that's some serious creativity right there and some serious work. Like those guys are amazing. Yeah. So I definitely know what you're talking about in that. And it'll, uh, it'll be awesome to see. Um, I mean, just to create like a, a clay, um, you know, Buffalo first or head. I, know, I mean, anything, man. right? Just what, to have yeah, it. Like, whatever comes, you know, you know, it'd be really cool. Yeah. But cool fish, thing. Go ahead. Oh, it's just a cool thing was that, I mean, you make that and then you can get that blown up life size. That's the cool right. thing with that is like, you just, you know, just kind of like sketching yeah. on the paper and then getting the metal printed and then, you know, putting that together. So it's going to be sick. Yeah. Uh, finishing up what, I guess one thing I should have asked you at the start, what do you, what does your name mean? So Zonli, means Z only. That's okay. how it's spelled. Yeah. It stands for Z only one. And uh my dad came up with that years before I was born. Yeah. Before he even knew that he was gonna have kids. But um I I can't remember how old he was when he had me, when I mean him and my mom had me, you know. Uh but uh, I do believe that he tried to name my older sisters only, and everybody was like, no, that's not going to work. We're going with Kelsey. Yeah. My older sister's name is Kelsey. And then when I came, uh, so Z only, Z only one, Z only boy. And uh, they have it on VHS tape that's somewhere. Awesome. Um, like they video 
recorded it at my grandma's house everybody talking about the name yeah and uh that, that'll be a cool clip to pull out at some point you know maybe put that in the documentary but that would be awesome that that's a whole thing where it's like written before i got here right mm-hmm. so like i feel like i walked into something that was already kind of shaped and molded for me and yeah. i really do believe that and uh i think i mean i love my name man they gave me Robert. That's my dad's name as uh, yeah. as my middle name for a backup. But I've never, you know, yeah. it's Zonley, man. I, I love I love my name and I'm grateful for my name and grateful for my parents that birthed me and gave me that name. So yeah, I'm glad you explained that because a lot of people would just see you and they go, oh, that's his artist name. Mm-hmm. You know, they wouldn't expect the backstory that you just told, which yeah. is super special. Uh, for people listening, how can they reach out? How can they get in touch? Like, where can they follow you? All that good stuff. All right, so uh, zonlylumen.com, uh, at zonlylumen on Twitter and Instagram, um, at Buffalo Blessing on Instagram, buffalobros.io. That's pretty much everywhere and anything okay. that you would need to know. Also, if you're into listening and you like to soothe your ears, you might want to listen to some good music. That yeah. would be a live Artist Living Iconic Visions, A L I V. We're on um, Spotify. Okay. Apple Music, SoundCloud, pretty much every streaming platform alive is on there. All right. I'll yeah. do my best for people listening. Put all of those links in the description. So you can go right there <laughs> yeah. and uh, soothe the mind for sure. And then also check out Zonley's artwork because, uh, I mean, it speaks for itself. It's awesome. So, mate, thanks for taking the time out to come chat. Thanks I'm excited. so much, man. I'm excited to hear some reviews. Uh, hopefully someone listening comes into the into the studio one day and says, I want a piece. So that's my goal, is that someone listens to this and says, I want some of your artwork and you get paid for it. So And they want the This Is Oklahoma discount. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tell them to keep going, right? Because I don't get that discount. <laughs> that's one thing, I, one thing to that point, finishing up. I, I got People said to me, you get discounts everywhere? I'm like... One, I know, but also depending on the context, I don't like it. Right. right. Like if someone's like for some, like for example, yourself, if someone's working in their craft really hard, like I feel bad being like, oh, I'm an influencer. Can I get a discount? Right, right. No. But you get the discount, yeah, bro. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> you know, um, but anyway, it's just a little, little rant on my end. But man, thanks so much for taking the time out. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thank uh, you. Excited to watch you grow. Excited to see, you know, different pieces come in. Excited to see the NFT project. You know, you're working hard on that. Yeah. And obviously the event space that you're doing with your family. That's, Absolutely. that's cool to bring them in and have them be involved. Totally. So, for people listening, I'll put the links in the description and we will catch you next episode. Cheers. This podcast was presented by the Oklahoma Hall of Fame, who've been telling Oklahoma's story through its people since 1927. Follow them online at OklahomaHOF.com and definitely on Instagram at OklahomaHOF. Catch you next episode. Cheers. Thank you for listening. We are inspired by those around us and hope that you are too. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast platform and leave us a review so we can keep telling your stories. For more great Oklahoma content, follow This Is Oklahoma on Facebook and Instagram.